Hi and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. This is a weekly show dedicated to all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Macca19, and with me is co-host Don Draper. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Good to have you back. Thank you. And for the first time on the podcast, we've got uh, Dr. Feel. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> good breaking, to be here. Breaking the podcast cherry tonight. Yes, that's um, always good. Yeah. Now, as we do with all the newcomers on the podcast, uh, we'll find out a little bit about your port supporting history. Um, so, how did you come to support Port Adelaide? I basically, um, I kind of wasn't interested in football until like about age like fourteen, fifteen thereabouts. But um, my dad was like a huge supporter, like big time. Um, he used to even like force my mum to go to games at Alberton and things <laughs> like that. So um, he was a pretty ardent supporter. But um, basically, yeah, I wasn't really interested till till my later years. But unfortunately, um, my father passed away when I was about oh, ten years old. Yep. Um, to 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 put into perspective how much of a big supporter he was, he actually had the Magpies uh, flag draped on his coffin. So. <laughs> Um, pretty much after that, um, it became pretty obvious to me like how to, how important it sort of was to him. Um, and I've still got, I feel I have like a connection to him through my passion with football. Yep. Um, but uh, I still remember um, like my first game and, and things like that. Um, I mean, my very first game, I never went to Alberton with him, unfortunately, but um, I did go to Amy for one of the matches in, in Port's first season. Um, I don't remember too much because I was really, really young, but uh, I do distinctly remember the old seats and everything at Amy, um, and I remember calling someone Corns when it wasn't Corns, <laughs> or something like that, and I distinctly feel awful for that, even though, you know, it's been, been a long time and I had no idea who any of the players were, but I still feel guilty for that. As you would, back then. I mean, that yeah, was that's still right. probably a bad thing to say. Alright, well that's your first game. What's your favourite game? Um, that's probably a bit of a tough one, but I mean the one that comes to mind like immediately when you ask me that question is probably you know, it wasn't a big one in the context of anything, but it was Richmond. I think it may have been Oh eight, oh nine, or something—the Treadray game, the one where ah, he sort of ah, everybody yeah. had written him off, and then he sort of dragged us back in, and then took that game-saving mark as well at the end. Yep, um, that one just stands out for me. Yeah, I couldn't go to that game. I was bitterly disappointed. My dad rang me yeah, after the game and said, "You've missed a bloody ripping match." I was like, "Oh, that was no. fantastic! <laughs> it was fantastic game, game footy, yeah." Oh, don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Robin Nahas played an absolute blinder as well. Yeah. He did, and I hated him ever since. <laughs> and Troy Chaplin made an absolute fool of himself directly in front of goal. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not out of the ordinary, that's for sure. No, yeah. Troy Chaplin making a fool of himself happens on a fortnight uh, basis, surely. So he uh, he would have had a shot for goal, missed it, and then he would have been pointing and yelling at other people. <laughs> pretty much exactly what happened too. Uh, what about your favourite player? Favourite player is another tough one. Um, I mean, last year it was that case of like all played well. Um, my my favourite player tends to change, um, but 
Gee, last year, I mean, I tend to like the, the, the tough nuts rather than the accumulators. I'd probably go with Tom Jonas. Okay, yep. That's the, uh, that's the second Tom Jonas favourite on the podcast. Oh, good. I'm happy yeah. with that. I think Schultz and Fess had him as his favourite as well. So Good. Yeah, good player. And what about historically? Who have uh, who've you sort of gone for? In terms of mm, you know, given that I wasn't into footy that much, I mean, the one I'm most enamoured with in terms of like history and things like that is probably the legend of Dave Granger. Yep. Fair call. Fair call. We want to hear is a that, bit more uh, about that sometime on the podcast, I think. Sure, sure. There's that wonderful thread started by me about the Poadled stories, and they pretty much all involve Dave Granger. <laughs> they do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. I've actually uh, put him down as uh, Dad's favourite player on the honour board because I actually paid um, to, to get him on the honour board as well. Yep. Good stuff. Beautiful. Right, well, we've got a bit of a pre-draft special tonight. Um, it's part one of a two-part special. Um, what we're going to do is, um, well, for me anyway, the draft is probably just about the best date on the football calendar outside of the grand final. Um, I love the lead up to it. I love reading all the phantoms and all the stories and, and who are we going to pick and, and searching for as much info as possible um, on that great day of hope that you know every player we've picked is going to turn out to be a superstar of the competition. Now, sometimes players like that live up to it, um, but more often than not, they don't. So what we're going to do is we've, we've picked our personal top five and worst five draft picks for the club since 1996. Um, see who made an impact and who definitely didn't. Um, so, Dr. Fuel, I might get your number five first, mate. Who have you got for uh, okay. your worst? Is best or worst? Uh, worst? worst. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually went with probably one that's going to be a little bit controversial, but in, in at a very important time in the club's history, I actually went with uh, pick number 11, Adam Thompson, in 2004. Fair enough. Yep. Okay. Um, Why have you picked Adam Thompson? Um, just because, as I said, it was pretty important at that time. And given that the 2004 draft was just phenomenally awful, um, I thought that it was probably one of our biggest blues. Um, and that sort of decision at that point in time is kind of how we ended up being so sucky in 08, 09, etc. Yep. That's fair enough. Uh- Shout out to our forum, uh, Finbar there. I think he was a big Adam Thompson fan. I think he wanted yeah. us to uh, and really stick with him. And, oh, Tribe, is that was it? Yeah. Oh, and myself. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, I'll, I'll never, yeah, I'll always love Tommy, even though he ended up being a failure in the end. I think he was probably a little bit hard done by, um, just in terms of his body shape and, and the way he played the game. He was probably about See, 10 I, years uh, too late yeah. for that. I didn't mind him, but... Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the pre all the pre draft chatter that year was that we were going to pick Monfries with our first pick. Um, well, he's ended up with us anyway, me. Yeah, but uh, would have been nice if he was with us from the start, I guess. But um, Don, who's your number five worst pick for Portland? It was, all, it was almost Adam Thompson, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually gone uh, just for a bit of a, of a comical one here. Um, Brad Symes. I just never liked him. <laughs> oh, um, I think he was picked 30 yep. for us, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously he was quite even more tainted. He came here obviously played the 07 grand final. Yep, sure did. And um, yeah, was, was they debut? I think. 
well, one, of his, one, of, one of his first few games, at least, yeah. Oh. And uh, he uh, came in, obviously, because uh, Wilson got injured and everyone loves Wilbur. And um, then went to the Crows, so just... You choose to fill, admittedly, when you're coming in to replace him. <sighs> He yeah, had a pretty yeah. good game in the grand final. I thought he was probably he one of did. our better players. He was one of those um, people that didn't do much with it, though. Yeah, that's probably right. I've been, uh, I've been in, in exception from the 2007 grand final. It's just, it's just like, you know, I just have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm kind so, of the same. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a bit of a story about signs. Okay. Um, it's not much of one, but um, I remember distinctly going to uh, the preseason family day. Um, and they, you know how they have that, you know, silly Mickey Mouse sort of practice match. Yep. Um, I distinctly remember Brad Ebert, not Brad Ebert, sorry, Brett Ebert tackling Symes um, right in front of me, right in front of me. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, basically, it was just a your average run of the mill tackle, but Symes ended up sort of going into the, the sort of boundary fencing. Yep. And he got up immediately and, you know, was screaming, what the F was that for? And was, you know, wouldn't let it go and, and was having a go at, at Ebert. And I thought, not keen on this guy. Hmm. No, he, yeah. I think he also won some, like, award for having a good smile or something. I don't know. It just annoyed me. Just Is that from his mum? Typical Crows award. Yeah. Crows yeah, there was something about his mum as well, wasn't there? Yeah, his mum... Uh... It came out after he got traded to the Crows that um, his mum was a massive Crow fan. Uh, she's got a tattoo on her ankle of a Crow. Um, and she said how in the 07 Grand Final, um, she barracked against her son. Barracked, was there and was barracking for Geelong on the day. I don't know how you can do that. <clears throat> well, a, pretty a classy family. Classy, absolute class there. Mm. Look, I, I quite liked Brad Symes um, when he started. He, he kind of hit with a bang with centrals and you know he came into that SANFL side and, and got plenty of the ball but it was kind of um, how he played the game in the end you know whether at SANFL or AFL level he, he could always rack it up but he just couldn't do anything with it you know he just always telegraphed kicks and you know just rarely hit the target and just yeah just wasn't that, in a, that good in a sort of weird way that kind of sums up our entire backline in like the last few years under Choco <laughs> yeah, um, for example uh, Peter Burgoyne God bless him but in his last few years he used to get heaps of it but he used to frustrate me with, oh, with his yeah, use absolutely yeah. Yeah. as soon as he got pigeonholed in that back flank um, yeah that was the end of him really that's right just right. uh, before before we leave Brad Sons, but didn't he also um, break his arm or something in pre-season by riding around on a cart or something? And yes, I think it was on the back of a ute, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he, he fell, fell off, off the and back of the ute. yeah, and broke his arm. Yeah, yeah that was that was at the cross. <laughs> he was one who took his football very seriously, Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> From that, definitely. All right, now my uh, my number five worst draft pick is uh, someone that we picked with pick 42 in the 2008 draft, and he goes by the name of Mitch Banner. Now, nothing actually against Mitch personally. I think he was a, a reasonable player. I thought he was a little bit hard done by. Um, I, I really loved the way he went about it. Um, but in 2008, the one player that we spoke to more than any other player that year was Rory Sloan, and the one... Uh, He's also the player, sorry, we are also the team that spoke to him the most out of any club as well. And we chose Mitch Banner with pick 42. I guess he 
we must have thought he was going a bit higher than that. Uh, Rory Sloan went to the Crows with pick 44, two picks later. Mm. Um, and in my opinion, Rory Sloan's probably the perfect addition to our midfield um, so at the moment. taken the Definitely cause and effect approach. The cause and effect, yep, just because of the, the whole sliding door sort of thing. And, you know, we yep. could have had Sloan, but we chose Banner. Banner, four years later, he's now out of the system. And, you know, Sloan's probably a top 50 player in the AFL. So one of those could have been. Just on Banner, um, I actually didn't mind him. <laughs> I, uh, I just think he was, he was really slow, but he had a good goal. He had, had a good goal sense. I remember that absolute shellacking we caught from Collingwood uh, uh, at home on a rainy Saturday night. It was over 100. Um, I think we kicked three goals, and I'm sure Russell Hamble will correct me tomorrow if I'm wrong with this, but I think Mitch kicked two of our three goals that, that night. I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Yeah, so okay. maybe, um, you know, it's more a case of if Mitch was coming into a better system, he could have been a better player. But it's a whole side door thing, you know. You gotta, I would you know, actually up, up say I would have preferred us to delist Thomas and have kept Banner. I think most people would have been pretty similar. I know it sort of split the board 50-50 on those who thought it was fair and those who thought it was pretty tough. And he's killed it in the waffle this year, so there's a fair That's chance right. he, he might get redrafted. I think we should rookie list him, Dr. Phil. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'd say he's probably done his dash with us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dr. Phil, you're number four. Okay, number four. Um, I've actually gone with uh, Minson in 2005. He was on my short list. Yes. Um, <laughs> basically, you know, to to draft someone who then had a genetic degenerative knee condition um, <laughs> is silly. Um, and given that, you know, tools are pretty important, you do put a few years into them. Um, how long was he on our list? I didn't actually research that. It wasn't very long, though, One was it? One and a half years, I believe. One and a half years. See, that's absolute weight. I think he, uh, he retired uh, during 2007 because of his knee. It's absolute waste. But then again, the whole of 2005 was put a blanket over it. I I never really understood that pick. I never understood it at all. I don't know what we were thinking. It's a a Choco special. Where was he from? Well, he he played for Norwood, but he's a... I'm pretty sure he was a PAC kid, and he played a lot of school footy, and he only played something like two games for Norwood um, in his draft year. You know what? That sounds a lot like our pick of Kerno. Yeah, it could be. Yep. Very similar. And that turned out rubbish yeah. too, didn't it? <laughs> well, he was last picking on a rookie draft or something, so I guess the, yeah, uh, the cost-effectiveness there was pretty low, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I think, um, yeah, there's not really many players that went after him that were any good. Uh, Clint Bartram, Matthew Stokes, that's pretty much it, really, so... Yep. It's not like we really missed out on anybody with that one. No, that entire draft was like, you know, it was Lower, Minson, Thomas and Bentley. And Carlisle, we got Paddy. That's, That's about the only one that sort of <laughs> Oh, and Logan, we got Logan very late in yeah, the last, draft. Uh, last round in the rookie draft, that one. Yeah, well, there you Logan go. Logan was a great pickup for a rookie. Yeah. That's, That's the old money ball. Yep. Yep. All right, Don, what about your number four worst pick? Um, well... I'm going to follow on the same theme of my number five and go with another Judas in uh, Nathan, Nathan Cracker. Okay. That's an interesting one. <laughs> he was, yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I just think he was pick 39. He did um, have a bit of dash and uh, showed some something for us, but he left on really bad terms. You know, like it just uh, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I actually, <laughs> I actually totally agree with that. I think it's very rare that you'd actually draft a player like him that had, you know, he played some decent games, but overall he had a detrimental effect on yep. the club. Yeah. Yep, that's a fair call. You were a fan, Macca, of uh, Cracks? Um, I was, yeah. I, I liked the way he went about it. I loved his skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way he came onto the scene was very similar to Jakey Need this year, in his first year. Um, oh, definitely. And I thought, I, I remember seeing him, yeah, in his first year at SANFL level, just dominate on a wing, just getting 25 touches and a couple of goals every week. And I thought, as soon as he gets the confidence in the body to do that at AFL level, he'll be an absolute superstar but he had one good year playing off a back flank um, but that was about it really and even then he was still giving up a couple of goals a game just by turning it over from kick-ins the thing that used to make me that makes me warm to Jake Need and not to Nathan Cracker even though there's you know as you said Macca has got a comparison between the two Um, it's definitely body language Um, it's just (laughs) <laughs> I can't warm to people with laconic styles. And you go, oh, you know, what about Justin Westhoff? But, you know, he's a bit different because he's sort of proven yeah. himself. But oh, look, I, th- I think, demeanor is you know, Cracker was very outside. You know, he was an outside, outside player. Yeah. Um, and Jakey Need, obviously, Absolutely. he does a lot of the one percenters that Cracker would never, ever have done, ever. And that's yeah. pretty special. All right, my number four... Um, Keeping it in the family, like uh, Dr. Phil's number four pick, I'm going to choose Matthew Westhoff, who was pick, hey, pick yeah. 33 in the 2007 draft. Why? Tell me why would we pick Matthew Westhoff in the second round of a national draft? Oh, I still can't believe it. That's uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It was a waste of a pick uh, at the time. Before. It was a waste of a pick five years later. Just horrid. Choco special. Absolute horrid. It was a Choco special, that one. Yeah. That was the old draft all the brothers. That'll be a great solution to all our problems. The main thing was if he was, <laughs> if he was, I don't know, sort of like an Alan Murray where he had a really good year and you could understand why he got drafted, then fair enough. But look, he was you know 19 or 20 years old, playing in the <laughs> SANFL reserves. He hadn't debuted for Centrals yet. It was from nowhere, not that. even on the you radar. Just don't do that. That's just a horrid pick. I mean, that sort of pick went out in, you know, 1993 when, you know, the draft sort of got yeah. semi-professional, let alone professional. <laughs> and the fact that we it missed out on a couple of decent it, players afterwards as well made it, you know, none the more frustrating. Um, mm. I think the number one player we missed out on was Chris Main, who went a couple of picks later. Um, yeah, I've got that down here, so yeah. So that's uh, very frustrating. I think we all had Matthew Westhoff in our top five, didn't we? Yeah, we can. I, can, <laughs> I think I had a replacement <laughs> for him though, so I could go with that. Um, yeah, I, I actually had him at number three, number three. Matthew. Matthew, yeah. Matthew Westhoff. Yeah, um, it was just a, a dud draft for us, you know, that one. And um, I think we did really well in 06, 08, and even 09, so it's frustrating. You know, we could have had that. A, a good uh, crop come come through then, just complement our side currently beautifully. So. Our first round picks um, <laughs> have been awful since their inception in the AFL, just yep. about. 
with the exception of, you know, Bokey and probably once and Wingard. I just don't, I still don't understand it. I'm still scratching my head. It's just, <laughs> just, why would you? He must have shown something at a gun at Barossa, surely. The only story I can think of is, I remember hearing that, um, uh, that North Melbourne were really interested in, in him at pick 37. Um, and they ended up getting Scott Thompson with that pick. Um, Personally, I think it was just, he's Justin's brother, yep. let's draft him. And only tw- oh, only 12 months after, we got Westhoff as well. Good <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still surprised we didn't add Lee Westhoff and Nick Westhoff to our list as well in later years. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's a good reflection of, of how poorly we were actually run through those couple of years. Well, it's understandable when you pick a reserves player in the second round of the bloody... <laughs> Horrible. Horrible decision. Actually, just a, just a question. Who was our like drafting dude at, the time? Blair at that Hartley point? Was, uh, that was his draft. Oh, the old, you know, highly rated, excellent, brilliant Blair yes, Hartley. but I have it on good authority that he got absolutely overruled with that pick. He <laughs> not did not have the balls to stand up and say, no, this is a, this is a bad decision. So mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, as we always knew, you know what Choco wants, Choco gets. I think. Yeah. All right, Doctor Fuel, your number three. Okay, Paul Coleriotis. Coleriotis, oh. <laughs> that was my number three as well. So we can talk about this one together. Pick twelve, nineteen ninety nine. Continuing our rubbish record of high draft picks early on in our uh, AFL history. Pick, pick 12. 12. Yes, pick, pick 12. 12. Oh, that is uh, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> How many games did he uh, end up playing? The big three. Three. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting story, Paul Kulariotis. He, he was, to compare him, if you haven't seen him play, people listening, he, he probably compares to someone like a Matthew Broadbent in game style. He was sort of more of an outside, but could play inside. Pretty good pace, big kick. Um, but he just couldn't get fit for a couple of years, and then he got fit and just didn't get close to a game when we were, you know, right up the top of the ladder. I've just never really met someone who has such a long last name that that still just rolls off the tongue beautifully. Coolerios, <laughs> shocking. They would have loved saying that one at the uh, when they picked him up, you know, Big Twelve. You, yeah, oh, could you imagine Brian Taylor in modern day with Coolerios? Oh. Cooler Otis. <laughs> Cooler Phoenix, that's probably what he what he told him. <laughs> oh look, he was a shocker. And to make matters worse, in his debut, he came onto the ground. He was playing against uh, I can't even remember who he was playing. It might have been the Western Bulldogs, I think. I think his first three kicks in his first game were out on the full. So it was a, it was really not a good game, and just a real facepalm moment. Um, so he's basically his career summed up Troy Chaplin's in the matter Pretty of three much. kicks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Made even worse by the fact that, that there were some pretty decent players that went after him. Um, Robert Murphy was the next pick, who was a pretty similar player. He would have been fantastic in our side all these Absolutely. years. David Spriggs, David Haynes, um, Reshaw was a father-son pick. Brad Green, Paul Wheatley, Scott Stevens. Oh, Brad Green. Brad Green. They all went in the last, uh, in the sort of five or six picks after him, so. But, it's alright. 
We got the cooler. Cooleriotis. <laughs> shocking. Absolute shocking. He would have been, if he had like made it, he would have been such a cult hero. It, it's it's <laughs> funny you mention that. There was actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to get in trouble mentioning this, but there was a, a real big fan girl of Cooleriotis by the name of Cooler Girl that used to post on our board. Um, mm-hmm. who was fanatical, to say the least, about uh, Poly Coloriotis. More fanatical than the Hop Squad? Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, that's Followed him fanatical. to Geelong when he went to Geelong, um, and we never heard from her again. Has he changed oh, yeah, teams, changed or has he moved to Geelong? Oh, didn't, didn't to move Geelong. to Geelong. Oh, right, that's right. Yes, changed teams <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, forgot about our board and started posting on Geelong's board. Wow, Alright, Dr. Fuel, number two. Number two. Um, I actually went with Barry Brooks, pick 15, <laughs> 2001. Right, that's an interesting one. Um, he was, you know, obviously athletic ruckman, um, but he just failed to live up to any sort of expectation. Uh, big men take time, um, obviously, but, but we traded him at the end of 2002, which was actually a very good result because we got pick six from St. Kilda. But we then used that on Stephen Selipek, who, you know, was good for us. But I love him, but I would still call that a waste. It's very strange to trade a first-round pick one year after it's been picked. It's yeah, very I, odd behaviour. Well, you know, I can't recall but, another but one that's happened like that. To then pick six. Yeah, and he didn't really uh, have that good a year for North Adelaide that year either. He was, uh, <laughs> he was very skinny, very, about... very skinny, very raw, and was uh, sitting on the bench for North Adelaide for probably 60 to 70% game time. Got a game by default most weeks, I think. Um, and yeah, St Kilda traded traded pick six for him, which we then <laughs> went on to kind of muff in typical Port Adelaide first round pick since that, like you know. Yeah, I mean terrible. we probably had no other option than to pick Salapek, I reckon, in that draft. He, he's the one that we wanted, and he's the one that we did end up getting. So yeah, I don't know. Andrew Mackey went after him. Mm. I like Sal, but it's one of those um, what-if things, you know? Like, his yeah. shoulder holds up, he's not played out of position, he gets a good run, you know, he's a what-if player for, for, for me. Just an interesting fact about Barry Brooks when I was doing some <laughs> His nickname is The Cactus. The, ki- so. the Cactus. <laughs> the Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must is be that because be- he was tall, thin, and pretty. Is that, is that because of his career, <laughs> or, or what? <laughs> it says, uh, I believe it, it said because of his height and body shape. Close enough, too. And um, I also found out um, he was a Tassie boy, so uh, Matthew Gears, you might know this. Did, how many Tasmanians have uh, played for place of Port Adelaide? Um, Mark Harwood is another. He was a first round pick in 96. Played about 20 odd games. Um, before the AFL days, I'm not too sure. There was a, yeah. a thread about this um, about two really? weeks ago. It was mentioned. I'm sure if you did a search for Tassie or Tasmanian or Brooks or something like that, uh, you'll, you'll find a whole bunch <laughs> of posts from about two weeks ago on this very subject. There was about six or seven um, pre-AFL Magpies players that did come from Tassie or spend a fair bit of their career in Tassie. Yeah. 
Yeah, Barry Brooks. He was probably a little bit unlucky, really, because I, I think he did have a lot of talent, and he went to St Kilda. He was in their AFL side straight away in his first year there, and then he did his knee, and he never really recovered from that at all. He was... Um, that really sort of ruined and his career. It's a shame, because it wasn't long after that that um, St Kilda started to sort of become a pretty damn yep. good side. Yeah, very true. Uh, Don Draper... Your number two. Um, just continuing on that wonderful draft we had with uh, Matthew Westhoff, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, another um, family member in Marlon Motley. Oh, Marlon. Oh. That's a fair pick. Big Marlon. So just, I don't even want to just, talk let's about just, it. Let's just recap this uh, draft. We had Matt Westhoff at 23, Marlon Mollock at 33, and then Mitch Farmer at 48 or 49, was it? And um, we had Loby at 16, so at least, you know, we had... Loby took a lot of time to come on, though. Yeah, he did, but uh, he's come on now, so I forgive him. But, um, yeah, that uh, Marlon Mollop, I think he only played, he played under, under 10 games, surely. Five, I think it was? Just uh, for a pick of, of that, uh, that... So two picks that early to just get pretty much nothing from them. Just heartbreaking, really. I, <laughs> the draft is so crucial. I mean, maybe, I mean, especially now, but in 2007, the draft was really crucial in building a list, and that's just such a, a missed opportunity, that one. And as Mac has said, look at the players that went after, you know. I mean, players that went uh, after Matt Westhoff and Marlon Motlop were Sam Reid, Scott Thompson, Jack Stephen, and Chris May. Oh, that's just... Not that awesome. Sam Reid, though. It was yeah. the, uh, the Bulldogs now GWS Sam Reid. Yeah. Oh, right. So it was the Dud Sam Reed. It's not, not the Dud Sam We got the Dud the Dud Westhoff, and there was the Dud Reed as well. So. Uh, the Dud draft for our family, family members, yeah. There were some pretty good players that went... I mean, we were... I thought we were going to pick Levi Greenwood that year. Um, yes, he was another one that was after And them, John so McCarthy yeah. as well, rest in peace. Yeah. Question, question is, would you still have Greenwood today? Probably, yep. I don't know that we would. Uh, I think he's a better option than Thomas, to be honest. Mm, yeah, but... It's hard to say on, a big on enough current... To be in the, the side, I don't It's reckon. one of those things that is pretty hard to answer, really, because on current form, with what he's done with North Melbourne, then you'd probably say no. But with us, he probably would have got more game time, really, in a pure midfield role. He was a poor boy as well, you know. So, How long's I mean, left on his contract? Does anyone know? Uh, I think one more year. I think one more year. I would. I'm going to call it now. Delisted and picked up by us. Yep, could happen. Definitely could happen. Could happen. Yeah. Even if it's to play in our Maggie's reserves, yeah, but, I wouldn't yeah. be against that either. I was a big fan of him. I watched him all through the under 18s and reserves, and loved the way he went about it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Levi Greenwood. With going back to Motlop though, um, he's probably one that I'm really disappointed about because I thought, you know, with his pace and his skill, um, with his highlights package that you saw on the AFL website that draft, I mean, he did look like a a really good player in the making. But as soon as you saw him play, he just couldn't kick, and he was incredibly slow. He's the slowest <laughs> fast player I've ever seen. He was. He was <laughs> lacked so much pace. I've... But but I distinctly remember everybody just reposting that goal that he kicked, just holding on, look, holding look, on. Look what he's he going to be good, guys. He's going to be good. He flew the goal in a pocket. Look what he did. 
They can do that again, I'm sure. <laughs> you do when you're four years on and you're playing SANFL reserves on a regular basis, you have no right to be in the AFL at all. Yeah. But then again, similar to Mitch Banner, he had a ripping year in the Waffle this year as well. And I know people were sort of half thinking and that he might get redrafted. I've... Question is, would you say that the Waffle is a, a better competition than the SANFL? Uh, I think it's probably slight, slightly yeah, behind, I would say. Uh... Yeah. Slightly behind, all good. That'll make Lee yep. Wicker happy. <laughs> that it would. That it would. Now, my number two is uh, someone that I think is going to um, be mentioned again in this uh, in this list. <laughs> I'm going with uh, player number two one three five, pick sixteen, Port Adelaide, two thousand ten draft, Ben Jacobs. He was my number there one. There you go. I knew it. I knew <laughs> we would have him in there. I don't like people who leave my football comment. What Come on. a <laughs> wanker. Absolute wanker. He, I don't really... He's a weird unit. Weird unit. Every time you used to see him, you know, on the on the PTV videos and things like that, he just had no personality whatsoever. Absolute vanilla. Yep. Spot on. Just... Why? Again, why would we do that? Why would we do... This is why I don't like Jeff Parker too much, because just wasting picks. I mean, you just cannot afford to waste first-round draft picks, especially in the position that we were at that time. Um, And he just never looked like it at all. Just looked miles off being an AFL player. I've never seen someone turn it over so much, just with unconsistent... He had, like... Yeah, didn't he have like a really huge game for the Magpies where he got like 42 touches or something like that? And then he got promoted to the AFL side and absolutely sputtered it up. Pretty much. Yeah, something about that. And that was pretty much it on your bike. He was just a really poor, he was a really poor decision maker. He would, he would just, when he got the ball, he would just look so unsure of what he was doing. Like he'd never played the game before, you know? Like it was just... Oh. He's looked a bit better at yeah. North Melbourne, but I still don't think he's going to cut it. Well, he had he, he had glandular fever in his first year and uh, in his preseason, lost a lot of weight. Yeah, but you can't have that excuse no, now, can you? Absolutely not. But yeah, he uh, he picked up twenty four touches in a half for the Maggies reserves in uh, round four, two thousand eleven. Then he p- was promoted to the SNFL league side, picked up twenty two touches in a half, and then played three quarters and got twenty eight touches. Then he got promoted to the AFL side for his debut against Sydney after that. And absolutely... We were pretty keen to get him in the side. Well, I mean, he was promoted as a a plug-and-play, you know, draftee. You know, just ready to go, round one, Mm. he's a player, he's going to play. You'll be in the side round one. That's what he was promoted as. Yep. Yeah, he had the, he had the oh, body yeah, for it. Definitely. And obviously, you know, we were, we were desperate for, for players that were going to have an impact. So I can sort of understand Parker's decision. Um, but, uh, you know, things don't work out yeah. all the time. I don't know. And ev- even uh, more annoying was only... the players that we picked after him, uh, that were picked after him, sorry. The, yeah. you know, I mean, thing. everybody yeah. was into Sean Attlee. Um that year, and he went the pick after. Um, Isaac Smith went two picks after that. Uh, Jed Lamb, Cameron Guthrie, they're all pretty decent. Of all of those, I actually probably would like Isaac Smith Oh, the definitely, most. yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Fantastic. He would be the perfect player for our side at the moment, I think. Well, he's basically what we want Pollock to yep. be, I'd say. 
if uh, all we want is like, that stereotypical like poor Adelaide boy that we picked up, then then Jason is like the exact opposite of that. No, I, <laughs> just yeah, I say Brad Symes esque. Yeah, <laughs> very. Just yeah, uh, that's why he's my number one because I just get so angry every time he's mentioned. But I do love all the uh, all the jokes on Bigfoot here about him. So. And it's great to see him. Like I think he came on as a sub for North in their second game against Geelong when they were quite a bit up against. Yeah, when they were quite a bit up, and he just and they Shocking. the Cats came yeah. storming home. I think he gave up a goal or turned over the ball at a crucial stage, and I was quite happy. Probably with that. a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I think he got. I think he got subbed off in the first game and started as the sub in the second game, and then did, did, did he played three games for North this year? Three or Hardly four, featured. yeah. Yeah, but he but he does certainly make North like trolling them is just fluid. Well, especially when uh, yeah. I think it was hard to beat came on our board and said, "Oh, how's young Sammy Colhoun going? You know, what's he up to these days?" And he ended up having three times a year that Benny Jacobs did. He was uh, he was actually very good in the finals. Yeah, yeah, he was. All right, who hasn't done their number two yet? Uh, no, I don't recall. Mine have been done. Yours are done? All yep. right. Um, I'll go with Kane Ackland, oh, 27, 1999. Kane Ackland. Kane Ackland. I, I like Kane Ackland. I don't like <laughs> him I at the all. the idea of Kane Ackland, but did not like Kane Ackland. <laughs> the idea of Kane Ackland. Did not like him at all. Nah, not Kane at all. Um, I mean, you can only look as far as like you know his, his, his off-field sort of history and then understand why. Um, he seemed to grind a lot of gears in terms of players and administration. So, uh, you know, pick 27's not heaps, but then in the same vein, we were just having a huge cry about Matt Westhoff. <laughs> but at least Kane Ackland had, you know, a bit of an impact. But at the end of the day, you know, he ended up, you know, at the Saints and, and things like that and played a few few good games. But at the end of the day, I think that um, overall, his effect on the culture of the club wouldn't have been good. I like to think that James Seller modelled his career on Kane Ackland. <laughs> just a, a very frustrating player he was yeah if I was to list my sort of top five most frustrating port players he'd probably be in the top two or three I'd say just because he had all the physical Absolutely. attributes he was really quick a good mark um, really well built you know good leap he had all the tools there to make it at AFL level but his form at SANFL level on a yearly basis was just poor like, he just struggled for consistency. He'd be a match winner one week and then not get a kick for four. You know, it's just very yeah, frustrating. Sounds like Daniel Stewart. Very similar. Very, very similar. Absolutely. That's a very good comparison. That's exactly how I used to feel about Kane Ackland back in the early 2000s. Yep. Annoying. All right. Now, my number one worst is uh, someone that was picked with pick five in the 1998 draft. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> who this is. <laughs> He's my Oh, one well. yes! Ripper. Michael <laughs> Stevens. This Michael. is another why moment. Why would you pick Michael yeah. Stevens at pick five? It yeah. was solely done based on his grand final in the TAC Cup. 
But, 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 Josh Carr picks Josh Carr picks Yeah, seven. buddy. The thing that really gets up my goat is that um, I'm pretty sure that we, similar to the whole Mitch Banner, Rory Sloan thing, I'm pretty sure we were heavily into Lenny Hayes that year and made a last-minute decision. Oh, no, don't say a, that. And made a last-second decision to go with Michael Stevens instead. That's devastating, Maka. Lenny Hayes is one of my favourite footy players. I actually want to cry. It's, right a disaster. it's an absolute disaster. Not just that, but Jude Bolton, Mark McVeigh, uh, Ramanowskis. Oh. There were some really good players that went you know, in and around those picks. Very happy that Josh Carr made it, and he was someone that we re- we reached for both of those picks. Josh Carr was, uh, yeah. you know, I think most people sort of saw that as a what the hell are you doing sort of thing. But it ended up being Michael Stevens. I mean, he just did not look like an AFL footballer at any stage of his career. Even, you know, the year that he played at North, uh, where he played every game. Like, he was just too skinny, too small, couldn't get the ball, couldn't kick it. Um, just not good enough. He got drafted on his name, and that's about it. I'm sure that's the only reason we picked him up was, oh, look, it's Anthony Stevens' brother, and oh, he you know kicked six goals in the TAC Cup Grand Final, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he was traded to North, was he? And we, we got did. Cochran. We got Stewie Cochran. Yeah, I like. That was a good trade. That was a good trade. I like. That was a good trade. That was a winning trade. Well, he's been he's been enormous for yeah, us. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And players all seem to rate him. You know, when he was player welfare manager, um, our our player attention's generally been extremely good. You know, despite Ben Jacobs, yep. obviously, and Brad Soames. But you know, our attention's been very good, despite our uh, you know all the media cracking the the shits about you know saying that everyone wants to leave and all this sort of thing. We've actually got a very good record yep. with retention. Yep, we do. Definitely. What the media... Considering what could have big, happened. Big considering the potential That's right. of, you know, we could have had a a Brisbane-type year. A Absolutely. Brisbane Lions. <laughs> you know, that, that definitely <laughs> that could have right. happened, and it didn't. So, thank God for that. That's almost what was being reported without it actually happening. Like, you know, the, the uh, Brisbane-type exodus is what people, is what the media were trying to make you think was going to happen, it, but it just never happened. It didn't come. <laughs> it didn't come. Not, even, not even one. Hmm. Mm. There was that year where it was Moore, Butcher, and um, Trengove were going, and they all signed. And then um, the next year was the Boy Quan, and they all, they all yeah. stayed, you know? Like, fantastic. Bloody, that Boy Quan. Well, that's a pretty interesting list of, uh, of worst players picked in the draft, I think. There's a couple of surprises that I thought might get mentioned. Um, one was Adam Morgan. Yeah, I was just looking at that. He was, uh, he was in and out of my list a couple of times. Uh, I want to give a special mention to Luke Peel, who's probably the worst footballer ever to be drafted yes. by anybody ever in the history of the draft. I was tempted to uh, go for a Cameron Cloak, but he, he, he was a rookie yeah. pickup, so, you know. I, I didn't mind that pick at the time. I really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a low, low risk pick. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's why I didn't uh, include him. What about Nick Lower? Yeah. Um. Oh, I think we. He was probably, our first. No, nah, he was. Pick I think we were probably a bit. But harder. was he our? Uh, sorry, was he yeah, our he, first? Yeah, pick? he was that's our right? first pick. And he's someone yeah. that we did absolutely yeah. reach for. I think a lot of the, a lot of the pre-match, uh, pre-match, you idiot, uh, pre-draft talk was. Um, 
was that he'd go close to the rookie draft, and we ended up pulling the trigger in the second round. So, mm. yeah, didn't work. What about what about speaking of past players, the Cougar? <laughs> the Cougar. The Cougar. He probably had the biggest reputation and the biggest cult following for someone that didn't go close to getting <laughs> he did, a game. He did. He did nothing. I Everyone was think just he like, an "Oh, the Cougar." When he was on the list. Um, I think he played uh, solely I in the reserves for those two years. No, I reckon he did. I reckon he did play some league games, and I reckon they were like four possession league be, games. But you know, the only other player that I want to mention before we move on is uh, Darren Fraser, who uh, I'm not sure many other people will re- remember him. He was a Choco pick. Um, he played under Choco in the Essendon reserves. We got him in the '97 draft. His uh, his AFL career consisted of playing in the very first preseason match that year, the ANSAT Cup game. He was on the field for 30 seconds. He got one kick, then he did his knee, missed the whole year, and then got uh, delisted at the end of the season. Which is uh, pretty unlucky. He he was actually a pretty good footballer, and he won a premiership for the Port Magpies and played a few good seasons there. So, bit of an unlucky story, that one. What about Stephen Gillum? He he hardly got a go for us, did he? I put him out for Mitch Banner just at the last minute. Just because yeah. he was a yeah first round pick and just didn't get a look in. Despite the fact that he probably yeah. should have. Well, that's that's the thing. I, I wouldn't have put him in there because I think that given the chance, he, he would have been yeah. something. But yeah. we didn't actually give him that chance. So I didn't want to crucify him based on you know what we didn't. It's, it's never saw. You know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, moving on, so we don't uh, slit our wrists here and uh, move on to the best picks that we've had. Um, Don, do you want to start with your number five best draft pick for Port Adelaide? Sure, I'm just going to preface this by saying I've gone I've for a very modern outlook, so I'm hoping you guys have some uh, older players to try and uh, spread the love a yep. bit here. Um, I want to start my number five with uh, Alte Carlisle, who was picked 44. Now, the reason I'm going for Bobby is because I've, try, I've tried to go for uh, picks that were slightly high. And um, I just think that he is such an integral part of our side. Um, he's, you know, one of our key position players is going to be there when we're hopefully challenging strongly for a flag. I think to get him for 44 was pretty good. You know, I think, uh, I don't know, was there much talked about him beforehand because he's an in, 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 interesting size too and he could have very easily not made it. I think at the time he was thought of as a sort of, yeah, third or fourth rounder. Um, yeah. That's pretty much where he sort of went. So wasn't a, too much of a surprise that he got picked. Um, but yeah, he's been a sort of low-cost, high-reward type player for sure. Exactly right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I'm actually not that keen on him. <laughs> I, th- I think he took some Let's big see, steps forward this year. That's the white people, yeah. I agree. I agree. But, I mean, just coincidentally, I was watching the GWS match. Um, I think it was the second time we played them this year. Um, and he made some serious blues, like three in a row. I just thought, gee, I remember why I find him a bit frustrating sometimes. Oh, look, his 2011 and 2012 were a disaster. Absolute disaster. He was fat. <laughs> that's an understatement. keep up on the lead. Yeah, you know, he barely yeah. put his hands above I his think head it's, to spoil, let alone anything else. I think it's just I'm going to have to sort of uh, learn to see past that, but he's got to just earn it back. Yep, that's fair enough. 
he did, didn't have a good year, though, I think. I he think did. his best is, is, is really good. But, I mean, you mentioned those two years, but I mean, we were diabolical in those two years, you know. Like, we were a bit of a shambles, really, especially our fitness, you know. So I think Bobby's the kind of player that needs to be on a strict regime and, you know, constantly motivated. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping that in next year... Interesting to see yeah, how he comes out in the, in the, after the mm. second preseason after Burgess because Burgess did say that... Um, this preseason was, you know, ridiculously easy compared to what he's going to put them through in the second one. Fair enough. Doctor Phil, they're going to Dubai. Sorry. You go, mate. You go. <laughs> are they going? We're going to Dubai. We've been to Dubai already. I don't know who we've left yet. Uh, I think we are going very shortly. Yeah, It'd be interesting because uh, um, Berger pretty much just trained us in Adelaide in the. Heat, because, heat, you know. So because yeah, Burgess is very, very keen on the heat training rather than the yeah. altitude. Well, it's bloody hot in Dubai, so it's a good, <laughs> well, good place to go then, isn't it? Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> That's it. All right, Doctor Phil, your number five best draft pick for. Okay, point. I've sort of bent the rules a little bit because it is a rookie pick. Um, I've gone with Dean Brogan, rookie pick twenty six in nineteen ninety nine. Oh. Interesting, very interesting. He's actually my number. Oh, really? One. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's my best draft pick of uh, of Port Adelaide. All really? Time. No, I I think yeah, I probably put him a bit low, admittedly, but um, I think that some of the other ones that I've got in store will probably turn out to be better uh, than than Brogues ever was, and that's a huge call. Okay. Yep, that's fair enough. I just think for uh, for where he went, uh, second round in the rookie draft, um, to convince him to come to Port Adelaide. I know Adelaide were really really keen on him as well, um, and what a player he ended up being. You know, he's just the ultimate low cost high reward. He was pick. the absolute um, heart of our side in, in some of our darkest years as well. He mm-hmm. he bled for us. Yep, yep, absolutely. To win a premiership. He was very close to All-Australian in uh, 2003, I think, as well. Um, just a fantastic player, a great leader, um, so passionate. Um, and look, I, I think he's someone that we miss. You know, his style of Ruckman, um, the ability, you know, he was just so sure, you know, whether it was kicking out from defense, he always had a target, you know, he could go forward and kick a goal. That said, um, I'd, fantastic I'd always player. have to look away when he was kicking for goal. <laughs> oh, not not a not a pretty kick, but uh, often effective. He he, and his two his two thousand and four was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, he was one of the real keys to that absolutely. premiership that year. Especially with uh, Primus going down as well. There's, like, there's yeah, not any definitely. ruckman really in the competition that are, that are kind of like your Brogans and your Primuses anymore. Like the really aggressive style, you know, players. I mean, Lobie's. Loby's getting there. He has a lot of energy on the field. He's always jumping up and down, revving himself up. Um, his, his second efforts are enormous, but Brogan just, that intimidation factor was amazing. Mm. Yeah. It's a really good story, Brogan. I think yeah, like oh, he, he won the M- M- NBL title as, as well, I believe, the 36ers. Yeah, yeah he the won at, at least yeah. one. At least it's, one. It's phenomenal, really. You know, um, uh, he was, yeah, as you guys said, the absolute heart and uh, soul, really, you know. How do you reckon he'd go, and I know he, I know he was obviously still playing a few years ago. Well, actually, he was still playing for GWS, but um, 
I just think uh, if he was younger now and he came in, do you think he'd be as aggressive, or do you think he'd be almost uh, deployed as like the games become over tactical as a bit more that's, of a? That's a tough one, but I think that his aggression comes directly from his personality. I mean, see Del yeah. Mortimer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I don't see Brogues being any yeah. different. I, Brogues is his no own. No matter man. what era he <laughs> he would have loved playing in the. 60s That's and 70s right, yeah. and just throttled everyone. You know, he would have <laughs> he would have been a yeah. hard man. All right, my number five is actually uh, another rookie pick. We picked him up in the 2005 rookie draft at pick 16. Um, Daniel Keys, yeah. who was another sort of a low risk, high reward player. Um, I know a lot of people expected him to be drafted that year. He missed out. Um, and he ended up, uh, sorry, I think it was the 2004 draft, actually, not the 2005 draft. Um, I know he, there was an issue with his eyesight, and uh, we corrected it. We got him playing in uh, in contact lenses, and he never looked back. Definitely. He had a, he had a very good um, impact almost immediately, didn't he, Daniel Pierce? He did. It was quite a strange story, because he was playing in the SANFL reserves, um, and he spent pretty much the whole of the first three quarters of that year playing in the SNFL reserves um, and not doing a whole lot. He, um, he actually suffered very badly when he puts like some, some weight on Buddha's body. He suffered big time in the speed stakes. Yeah, he was always super quick, but by the end of his time at Port, he probably I dis- wasn't. I distinctly remember in his debut year what he could have been. Um, we were playing Frio at home. Um, I was sitting somewhere in the pocket and um, we were without a ruckman, and somehow Daniel Pierce ended up rucking against <laughs> Aaron Sanderlands. And it was the funniest thing I'd seen in a long time. And the crowd basically just erupted in laughter. It, it was really funny because he was like fresh, you know, really skinny indigenous kid. And <laughs> it was rather humorous. And, and it's really strange because he sort of was... In his early years, very aggressive. He, I actually found him pretty aggressive and liked to put his body on the line. And then towards the end, he just got more and more outside. Yep. He did definitely start with a bang. He played uh, six SNFL Reserves games in his first year. He got upgraded mid-year, um, played four really good games in a row for Sturt, um, then broke through to the port, uh, the port ranks against North Melbourne um, in a game at Canberra, I think, where... We were 40 points up and ended up losing somehow. Um, and he never looked back. We did the, the reverse yeah. north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, res- yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, rising star the next year, uh, played in a grand final. You know, he was a really good player for Port Adelaide, I think. Just on the flip side, I said those players that I uh, didn't like because they left our club. I actually really liked Daniel. And uh, I was very happy for him that he played off in a grand final this year with uh, Fremantle. I think he had a very average game, to be he honest. He did, yeah. He really he did didn't have a good one. But I was happy that he got there. And he had a good year for free, you know. I mean, he played 150-odd games for us off a rookie list. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic, you know, so. Yeah. Definitely. All right, number fours. Uh, Don, who's your number four? Well, um, keeping with the modern theme that I've got going here, uh, I'm going for a player who is pretty much loved. Um, he was at pick 38, so he wasn't that high, but uh, he is an absolute fan favourite, a cult hero, uh, purely for his nickname, the Ra. Ra. 
<laughs> and also, um, like, just we had a really good good draft that year. Like, so he was 38. We got Hartland at four, Trengo 22, the Raft 38, Redden 54. That's a massive win, really. When you look at our current, the current makeup of our side, that's a really good draft. And that's what I was saying about two, about two, 2007, you know. What could have been if we'd picked any of those four players that were currently playing in our side now, you know, off off that ilk? Um, it's just annoying. I'm a massive, massive, massive Broadband fan. I think uh, I think what really makes me love him more is I didn't think he was going to be good. Like, I thought there was a year. Yeah, I, think 20... I thought he was very vanilla. Yeah, I think in 2011, he had a pretty poor year. I couldn't see him getting in. And then... Um, in 2012, you know, we didn't play that, that good footy, but he had, he had his best year. You know, he was a really good uh, player for us. And this year, he cops a lot of, uh, not hate, I would say, but I think a lot of people expected a lot more of him this year. Th- it was just a slow start that put people off of him, but then he was mm. pretty much, he was pretty phenomenal, to be honest, in the second half of the year. He's a very handy player. He can yeah. do a job for us, you know, whether that's um, getting in the midfield minutes and getting the ball and moving on quickly or playing that loose man back or on a halfback flank, on a wing. So and he's a great kick, you know. He, yeah, um, he's actually got a very nice kicking action. He does have no a very homo. good kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Brody. I reckon he's a great player. Um, I, th- I still think he's got a lot of improvement in so Definitely, well. yeah. I can't believe he's um, younger than me and looks the way he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's younger than me about three or four years as well. It's weird and spooky. <laughs> the scary thing is, imagine how good that draft would have been if we chose Rory Sloan. Oh, you time. just cannot get past that one, can you? I can't get past that. Would have been up there with the, you know, the the famous Geelong. Oh, it would have been. Oh yeah, uh, that set up their team. I didn't want to think about that. That that's, that's phenomenal, okay. really. Sorry, yeah, positive. Just, for positive, all the best. just, yeah, just a quick one. Do you think that Rory Sloan will stay at Adelaide? Yeah. Yes, forever. I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I think he's one of those people that has that sort of integrity. Yep, I can't see him leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they do something drastically wrong. <laughs> I hope they do. He's a, he is a good kid, Roy. I actually can't hate him, and I hate most of their playlists. He's a very good, he's a very good kid. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I find myself cheering for him when he's playing. I wouldn't go that far, but I don't mind watching him play. I do. I like him. <laughs> I like him. Mm. Yeah. All right, Dr. Fuel, your number okay, four. Okay, my number four. Pick 39 in 1998. Can anyone guess who it is? I'm sure uh, <laughs> No? No, not off the top of my cat head. Cat dog. Oh. The cat dog. <laughs> in the best. This is phenomenal. This is a very controversial call. Yes. This is very yes, controversial. I know. He was much maligned. He was nearly he in was my much <laughs> Um He was effectively rubbish for most of his career, but give the guy credit, he made a huge impact in our maiden AFL grand final. Oh, yes. And oh, I love this pick because of that. Um, at the end of the day, he's a weird unit, a weird unit. But people are quick to forget um, his effort on that day. Like, seriously, um, if I could give up pick 39 for possibly a premiership winning effort, I'm okay with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think everyone likes to bag Toby Thurston's a, a little bit just because of uh, the career he ended he up having. He actually but... had a I couple think... of very good years in defence. 
his his 04 was really good. His uh, well, not really good. It was it was solid. His 07 was really good playing at centre half back. He was but, one of the main reasons. But we then made again, um, in the same vein, was so was Pedigree. Pedigree was awesome in 07. He was, yeah, definitely. What could have been? I mean, I almost think that we half screwed his career as well, Toby Thurston, because he's someone that was knocking on the door of selection constantly all the way through 2001 and 2002 and didn't get a game. He was the SANFL centre-half back both of those years uh, in the team of the year um, and just didn't get a look in. And it ended up screwing us over in the end because um, in 2001, Paco did his knee on the verge of the finals um, and we had no one to replace him. And then we didn't learn from our lesson and did the exact same thing a year later when Wakeland um, broke his jaw. And had no one to replace him. Wakeland so broke he's his jaw? That... I don't think so. Well, had his <laughs> yes, broken, thank you very so. much. <clears throat> he's someone that, yeah, I thought was pretty hard done by and really should have played sort of 15 or 20 games through those two years. And, you know, maybe his career would have been different playing at centre-half back. Um, but look, he, he ended up coming into the side and, and did all right as a I, I totally, for, for totally don't look at him as someone who's like a what-if um, because he did all we really needed at the end of the day. Can look, yeah, he'll exactly. always be known for kicking those three goals in the grand final. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, oh, you yeah. can, if you can finish your career being known for that, that's a good career. No, yeah. You know, premiership winning winning player. And someone who uh, divides people, you know. I, I think that's, that's right. right. That's yeah, right. and obviously the uh, cat dog, you know. I mean, no one's ever beaten that as a grand final. Piece <laughs> so and no one ever will. Ignore the child. Completely, and yell out <laughs> in the microphone. That's that's epic. <laughs> that is epic. Oh dear. Pick thirty nine for someone to say cat dog into a microphone. Yes, please. Dear God, I, I would like Toby Thurston's a lot more if we did end up trading him for that first round pick to Hawthorne at the end of '04. That was probably what we should have done. I agree with that. But these things happen. Right. Right. So, what was Hawthorne's first round pick? Hindsight's great. That would have been pick number. What? Something but we kept. We kept. Oh, it might have been 05. I, I know they. Uh, they. Yeah. I think it was pretty much a done deal. Yep. And then something happened. Peter Road went the wrong way or, or something <laughs> like that. And uh, and we missed out trading him by about two minutes, I think. Classic Road. <laughs> yes. All right. Moving on. My number four. Uh, from the very first draft, pick 37, have a guess. Very first draft or our zone selection? Our very first draft. No, very first draft. Um, I'm not sure. No. Adam Kingsley. Oh, Kinga. Um, Big Kinga. Yeah, I'm, I certainly, I was a huge fan of him when I was a kid, actually, now that I think about it. But when I grew up, I decided that I didn't like him. I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe it's the fact That's that he pretty... sort of like destroyed out of That follows my or, form line as well with him. what? I but I... Oh, look, w- when he came in, he was a fantastic pickup. He was a great player. He played three years under Choco at Essendon um, in the reserves. Didn't get a go. Um, we got him here and he was fantastic straight away. Um, he won our best and fairest in 98 and he was we- well on the way to winning the be best and fairest in 97 as well. He, he did that? his shoulder and was going to be delisted, I think. It was... uh, not sure he was going to be delisted. He played every game. Um, there was no, nah, there was there was a the cloud over him at one point, I think, where he was going to be he was going to be delisted. 
Oh, that was oh, that was uh, end of 03. He did get cut, didn't he? he, was, oh, he almost yeah. Cut. No, he, got... he, he didn't end up he getting cut. Know. He got told he was going to be cut. And then he lost about six yeah. kilos and came back. King, I like your hustle. That's why I'm so hard to cut you. <laughs> That's it. That's why um, I think you know, like that story makes it even better that he uh, you know was in our 22 in 04. Yeah. And uh, obviously keep the goal later on. I've actually mentioned that twice on this podcast. Adam Kingsley's... Sheila? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, he was he was a good, solid, you know, very good player. He was, um, player someone he was. That, Yeah, he was a good player. Even though he had a couple of... I don't know, it, it was funny because I think internally the supporters were really cri- critical of his, uh, his play at halfback. But externally, I mean, the AFL world seemed to love him. And, and a lot of them had him uh, close to All-Australian in 2002. Mm. Can you see him making a coach? He's actually in uh, in the Lions for the St Kilda job, apparently. I am totally not keen on him as a coach. <laughs> it would be a weird decision. I can't see it, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who really He's, knows? Yeah, the, the, the whole, like, double fisting in defence while coach of our defence, yeah. I'll <laughs> never forgive that. <laughs> yeah, fair call. All right, number threes. Don Draper, number Okay, uh, a very uh, maligned player, but uh, and I didn't like him. I wanted him away from the side in a moment of anger, but he's now... I reckon I'm going to get his number on the back of my guernsey next year. That's how much I love Cameron O'Shea at pick 52. Dude, I love that guy. I I was Just always on the O'Shea train. Never yeah. jumped off. While everyone around me Absolutely. was like, oh, that O'Shea, he's soft. He's no good. No, I think... Um, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, pick 52, you know. I mean, in, he was our last pick in 2010. He, that was the Ben Jacobs guy. Now, if we picked up Cameron O'Shea in pick 16, he'd be a uh, good value, you know. I think yep. that, that's the offset of uh, taking Ben Jacobs. Intercept pick. marks. Those intercept marks he was taking towards the end of the year were just supplier. He is a great contested mark. He is an extremely Absolutely. courageous player. And, um, yeah, he's the he man. He yeah. can... <laughs> Run and run and run and run as well. He's supremely fit. The engine is fantastic. He'll be one of my best players in next season. He's just, yeah, as you said, he's yep. so fit. No doubt. What I love about him is he seems to get to every single contest. Like, he, he's just there. And that's like how you were just there. And he there. just zings yeah. between. He yeah. doesn't seem to slow down as the game goes on. No. It's great to see him. He's defi- definitely our fittest Easily. player. And, uh... Well, yeah, probably he, with he the almost seems to get Kane. quicker as the as the game goes on. Yeah, you know, late in the last quarter, so many times this year, he was the one making the play yeah. every single time. I think just in terms of his fitness and pace and ability to run and carry. I wonder if he'll get. Sort he's of, a great I wonder if he'll get any kind of attention. I think. I, don't know. I, I think the sky's the limit yeah. for Cameron O'Shea. I think he could definitely. I can definitely see him, um, AFL, uh, AFL, all Australian quality. Yeah. Uh, next year, yep. I think right. that that should be his standard that he wants to achieve. Um, he also, uh, I think, playing the two finals of the MCG really suited the way. Oop, you're cutting out. He he played halfback. Um, it's just great, you know. I think uh, I think next year he will just go bang. You know, he'll be a, a much loved player, not only for us, but I think he'll get a lot more recognition nationwide. I don't. Yep, I don't sorry, think he actually needs to improve to get further recognition. If he no, can remain that consistent yeah. sort of form that he had this year, he, he'll he make all Australian. 
but he's still young, so he's definitely got improvement in him, which is great for us, you know. That's like, right. Definitely. I mean, you know, player like uh, sort of Mackie sort of traditionally held that position in the the All Australian side, <laughs> but I reckon O'Shea can probably knock him off. And you talk about the uh, interchange caps coming in as well, when you have supremely fit athletes that can use the ball well and, you know, just run and run all day and bash and crash packs. It's Worth his weight in gold. Yeah, exactly right. Definitely. All right, Dr. Fuel, your number three. My number three, I'm going to go with Grazer, pick 55, 2006. Oh, yes, nice um, <laughs> even though you know he's taken a little while, you know uh, people were pretty critical of him this year. Even though he was just coming back from like a knee reco, we've seen how ridiculously good this guy can be, especially in um, like the midfield and things like that. I mean, we played him sort of a bit sparingly in the midfield this year, but um, I think that was more to do with the fact he was coming back from a knee reco. Um, if he can get a full preseason done um, this year, I reckon this guy can just about set the competition on fire. Yeah, well, he was pre-knee injury. I think he was trending towards being, you know, a best and fairest capable yep. player for us. I think he can sort of only get better from there. My uh, my question to you guys then uh, is, where is his best position? Would you want him starting midfield if he's fully fit, forward pocket, half forward flank? It's one of those things that you just have to leave up to the coaching staff. But I think that probably his best position would be the midfield. Mm-hmm. But I'm not opposed to him playing up forward. But with, with Monfries now, um, Gray and Monfries are interesting. Um, I think that especially if we come across some like wet weather and things, Gray and Monfries will be extremely good up forward in, in wet weather yeah. conditions. Um, but I think that ideally I'd like to have him in the midfield. But if he plays elsewhere, <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. It's I think a win-win for really, us. Really. really 50-50. It is. It is. It's really 50-50. But I think that he's one of those players that, that, that should start on the bench. I don't think he's one of those players that should start on the field. He was actually my yeah. number two, by the way. Robbie Gray. There you go. There you go. There you go. He's such a good value. At yeah, I think he's um, yeah, very good value pick. Great value pick. I think... Um, for me, I love his ability to win clearances at stoppages. I think that's probably his best yeah. trait. Um, but then again, I also love his uh, score assists and goal assists up forward as well. So it's really 50-50 on where I think his best position is. Why can't we have both? I think probably forward yeah. flank. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. What was Grace form like going into the draft market? Do you know? Like, was he, uh, was he talked about? Oh, he had a um, great... Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he kicked over 50 goals in the TAC okay. Cup that year, playing as a forward pocket. So his talent was there. Everyone sort of knew about him. Um, it was his tank which was which saw him drop, yeah. I think. And that's it was really uh, whether he had the ability to take that sort and of form still, to the AFL still level. Still seems to be the bugbear. Yeah, possibly. Yep. But you never know. All right. I remember his You can't deny his form at AFL level, though. I mean, he, he is a, a very competent, very good AFL player. Absolutely. He is definitely. Yeah, I think his first game back as well was uh, after the knee record was the sub appearance against Gold Coast. And I remember he ran on. And I reckon his first action, he just swung his body. Yeah. Kamikaze like into, into I remember the contest. That. I remember and that. And by had... heart, yeah. and I was like, what is he doing? It was, what yeah, yeah, has he done? Doing. You know? <laughs> I remember um, when he got injured against Collingwood, like I was very, very upset. That was just oh, so was sad. I was devastated. Players that you just love. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
All right, my pick number three was uh, from the 2000 draft. Uh, pick number 50, Dom Cassis. Ah, I had him next. That's my two. Oh, yes. number two. Dom. Just a, another good value pick. Um, you can't go wrong with that pick. That's a fantastic pick. Captain the club, you know, was the heart and soul of our of our midfield for a couple of years there. Yeah, um, yeah fantastic He's just one up. of those players that does the real down and dirty things. He's a <laughs> team player. Um, you know, he came into prominence in 2004 when it was sort of like, you know, uh, very important for him to do so. And, and when he got... Um, when it was being rumoured that he'd be made captain, I was I was very happy with that decision, and I still think it was a good yep. decision. He, um, Same, I agree. He's, uh, even though we had some very very bad years, I still think that um, his leadership style probably is is another reason why we've managed to keep these guys together. Talking about those, those bad years, but Dom can hold his head high, you know. Like I think he uh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. He did so many. He's such a great team player. Does as he does the one percenters. Doesn't complain. Really humble guy, you know. Like, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys. Uh, do you guys think he'll get a game next year? Do you think he's mm, around the mark? Or I, up to him. I think it's know? probably going to be the end. Yeah. I think it'll be his last it'll, year. It'll, it'll be his last year. I wouldn't mind seeing him. I think he could do a role type, like you know, for us every yeah, now and then. Yeah, but I think that in a way, I think that the roles that we're sort of looking at him for are probably, you know, that's what we got Matt White in for. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think this year he was probably he probably fell into that you know sixteenth to twentieth best player. Yeah. Um, now he's probably twentieth to twenty fourth, so he's either just in or just out. Depends on the form of the guys we bring in, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look! If he gets games, he'll deserve yep, it. You know, it. he deserves a, a nah. good year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge his selection um, during the year if he if he does get picked. All right, well, I think... Uh, so that was your number yes, two was, as well, yeah. Dr. Phil. And Gray was your number yep. two, uh, Don Draper. All right, my number two is uh, pick 71 in the 2007 draft. Sorry, 2006 draft. Is uh, Justin Westy. My pick number one, Aka. My your one. one. Your one? My one as well. Hey. Oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> the off. What a yeah. pick. What Just a great incredible. pick. Yeah, we, we go through. I went through that 2008 draft earlier. Um, I think 06 was Boke at 5, Gray 55, West Off 71. Amazing drafts. I mean. Yeah, Paul Stewart in there as well. Yep. Uh, you know, and that's just absolutely. And D Rod. D Rod, yeah. <laughs> when you look at that, Boke, Gray, West Off, Hartlett, Trengove, Broadbent um, all played in finals, you know, for us this yeah. year. Yep. You know, the year. Just go to show how crucial getting those draft picks right is, and I think uh, I think you said a few weeks ago, Macca, um, the uh, recruiters make their money you know, and make their name by getting the late picks right. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Justin West of the '71 is just—I mean, he was a diamond in, in the rough, and he's just produced so many magical moments for us, um, and so many extremely frustrating hair pulling out moments. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think this year. Uh, he did really well. And I know um, the player review last week, Maka, they mean to have words with you. I thought you were very harsh on, on Justin. <laughs> yeah, I just think he uh, he struggled at times this year and wasn't as good as what people um, ultimately thought. But look, he's been a fantastic pick, you know, to, to pick someone that late. 
I know at the time I was really keen on Nick Gill and was pretty <laughs> shattered that he went to the Crows just beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't mind Westhoff, but I would have preferred Nick that Gill. That John Hinge, I would have yeah. preferred him. Johnny Hinge, yeah, right <laughs> by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yep. Very glad that Westhoff's had the career. We don't yeah. even really need to discuss too much about him because it's just an obvious one, isn't it, really? It is. Yeah, it's probably the obvious one. I, I went for Brogan with my number one just because he, he won a flag and was close to old Australian. Um, but yeah, I, I did have Westhoff number one there for quite yeah. a while and changed him around. Hang on, hang on a minute. So does that mean that, Donny, you didn't have Dean Brogan on your list? Uh, no, I, w- I went for a modern uptake, remember? Okay, yeah, all right, fair, all right. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. He gets... <laughs> no, Brogan, Brogan was one of my all-time favourite, favourite players. No, he, uh, I actually didn't think we were doing a rookie pick. I think uh, if, I, if I was including rookie players, then uh, Tommy Jonas could have definitely made it. Yep, he was, uh, he was one that was in, in and out of yep. mine. He was probably next in. Nah, I think I think that I'd leave him out for now, but um, probably in the future. Def- I had a lot of players go through. I'm, I'm looking at my list now. I've got about 13 players um, that could have snuck into the best. Um, I, I sort of hummed it out about putting a Chad Corns or a Kane Yeah, so did I. So did were, I. They were first round picks that we got absolutely. Oh, scared. I've got I've got a okay. It's not a it's not a draft pick. But it is a trade, and it's one that's going to upset some people. But it's one that I just Nathan Lone. No, no, it's not Nathan Lone. No. Um, Scott Cummings, nineteen ninety six draft picks two and twenty eight for one good year. Yep, I think it was worth it. I think we overpaid. Well, it was kind of. I don't think we had a choice. Really. Yeah, because we, uh, as part of the agreement, we could pick, I think, four uncontracted players. And whoever we picked, they got the first four picks in that draft in uh, reverse ladder order. That's why um, West Coast got uh, Ian Downsborough. For Ian Downsborough, they got pick one. And it certainly wasn't by design. We did not trade pick one for Ian Downsborough. Pick one wasn't ours to give away. Just as a just as a contrast, a... Uh, Bombers picked up uh, Heffernan, I think it was. West Coast yeah. got was it Michael Gardner? Was that their pick one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. that so I actually had a lot of time for Michael Gardner. No, he's a good record. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'm pretty sure the pick twenty eight was as well. That wasn't ours to actually give away. It was just sort of like an AFL incentive to give up uncontracted. Ah, players. fair enough. To the new time. Question for you guys. Just uh, I was going over the draft and uh, to the 2009 we had John Butcher, Andrew Moore, and Jasper Pittard. If you told me in 2009 that John Butcher would be where he is now in his development for pick eight, I'd be absolutely devastated. But I'm still a John Butcher fan. Um, would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if he. Even if he fails and never plays another AFL game, we didn't have any other choice but well, to yeah. He was the absolute obvious It was pick the obvious pick. And I remember being at the Port Club watching the draft, and I remember everybody cheering when we actually picked him up. So it was a very good pick at the time. 
Um, as yeah. Maka said, I don't think we really had a choice. But um, whether you know he makes it or not, obviously you can be a revisionist and say, look, we should have taken someone else. But at that time, I really don't think we could have taken anyone else. I can you can go through. It's one. Of, it's one of those picks you have yeah. to make. It's just an obvious pick. We needed a tall yep. forward. We got the number one tall forward in the draft. Whether he makes it or not from then on, it doesn't mean it's on, on John Butcher, do you think this is the year that he has to do something? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If, he, if he has another year like this, he could end up delisted, mm-hmm. let alone uh, traded. Yeah. If he has another year like this, though, he's, he's got a trade value, in my opinion. Well, that's exactly. why he'll get he delisted. delisted. He'll probably get picked up by another club, but we'll definitely delist him. Mm. Yeah. Which is a shame. Because that was uh, that was a draft we really needed to get spot on, and right now, I mean, everyone knows my opinion on Pittard, and Moore is is slowly getting there, and I think he will get there. Everyone knows your think... opinion on Pittard. At, I don't. What's time... your opinion on Pittard? Yeah. Oh, I think he's crap. I'm not yeah, keen on him either. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick up there. I'll I just think uh, there, with yeah. that draft, we, we had to go. We had to go two tolls in that draft. There was. It was just a spot on. It was a draft full of tolls. We had Daniel Talia there. There was Aaron Black as well. Uh, I think it's you know we we just should have done. Should have done. Um, again, Choco special. Let's load up on thin flankers. Yep. Because we probably could have got more with uh, pick sixteen. Yeah, I like more. Yep. I think he's the pick of the bunch so far. But I think um, I he think... has a long way to go. He does, but I think he uh, I, I think he'll get there. Like I he... think he's. First twenty-two, you know. He like made massive inroads, be... massive inroads yeah. this year. He did, he did some, he did actually some very, very good defensive jobs this year. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. And I also like Pittard, just in case he's listening. <laughs> he's one of those players that can make horrible blues with the ball, but I am a little bit um, sort of defensive of him in that regard because he does get given the ball in those sorts of situations where it is. Very dangerous if you do make a stuff up. So, yeah. um, you know, he does the kick-ins and, and things like that, which is a tough role. Like, I mean, all the people that do the kick-ins say it's a very tough role. So, um, tough yeah, yeah, and and so I have a bit of time for him in that regard, but I just not ready to say that I like him. Just on the kicking though, it's an extremely tough role. Um, I think more so in the last few years because it's just the the um the Ford press that's evolved, you know, like teams push right up, like there's no space and you just kind of want your best kickers and they are going to make mistakes. But we've kind of gone with, he'll get better, he'll get better, he'll get more composed. Next year is when he needs to be com- com- composed because that, that excuse won't go, in you know. Last, in the last, you know, couple of like, month or so of the season, he was definitely starting to show why he was good. Um, but I think that he, yeah, he still has a long way to go. Um, I mean, especially, he's still pretty injury riddled as well. He just seems to break down just when he's yeah. starting to hit form. Yep. He had a good final against Collingwood. Certainly. Yep. He did. I'm really hoping the finals uh, can push a lot of those players on to want to get there again. You know, being there is amazing. You, you need to want to go back there, you know? I think that... Um, that losing that final to Geelong and in the way that we did, I think was probably a best-case scenario for us, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. And I think that it sort of gives them... They don't get ahead of themselves. They realise what it takes. They, you know, still have that hunger. It's that sort of thing that... It's it's the step in the right direction that 
that we needed without, you know, sort of going too far and overachieving. Yeah. Yeah. Just back on the kick-ins, I long for the days where it was just Paxman kicking a 55-meter <laughs> kick straight down. <laughs> Take your pick, you know, Matthew Primus, Dean Brogan, Daryl Wakeland. Wakeland was amazing. They just always take Wakeland was fantastic at that. Just taking that grab on the halfback, you know? Wakeland, when he was playing, I reckon Wakeland was probably my favourite player between him and Laid. Yeah, Yeah, I love those guys. Fair enough. Just back onto the best players, Mm -hmm. just briefly. um, I'm going to make a a premonition and say that if we were doing this in three years' time, Sammy Cahoon will be in the top two. Ooh, big call. Big call. What about Mason Shaw? Uh, Could be. Mm, I'm not willing to make any sort of forecast on Mason Shaw at this point. What about in in three years' time with back-to-back Coleman medalist John Butcher at pick eight? (laughs) (laughs) Doubtful. Oh, dear. I, I don't think he's ever going to be. Um, I don't reckon he's ever going to be a first target. Yeah, um, we also did, did mention uh, in 2010s. So I picked 35. So our second pick, we took Ben Newton. hasn't hasn't played a game yet. What do you guys think of uh, Ben Newton's had? He's had a lot of time. Um, he's had injuries though. He has had injuries, but I'm going to say dud. Nothing. Uh, and I think that that's probably going to annoy smaller warrior, but duh, <laughs> duh. he might get one or two games this year. I think. I hope he makes right. it yeah. um, because I think we need another midfielder to add depth to the squad. But I think he's up against it. To be honest, yeah. be interesting to see how he goes in the preseason because he will get a few games then. I would assume. Yeah, hopefully he stays fit for the whole year. Yeah, but we're getting good good depth now. You know, it's a positive sign. Well, it is a positive sign. You know, when, when we can actually make that step and say, Newton's a dud. You know, you know you're know, you in a decent position if you can start calling players duds rather than saying, <laughs> no, we're going to hold out just a little bit longer. He'll come good. He'll come good. That's it. All right. Well, we might wrap this up because this has gone way over time, <laughs> which is all right. <laughs> uh, Dr. Phil, thanks for That's coming right. on. And Don Draper. Yeah, man. See you later, man. <laughs> Donnie, are you Yes, there? I am. Sorry. Just got cut off there. Yeah. <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Do you have... Uh, who's got some fishing tips, considering Rick's not here? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I can uh, make some up if you want. Yeah. Do it. Oh, I think if you head down to Brighton, there'll be some mullets in the area. As I lean back on my squeaky chair with my cigar. <laughs> Mullet. That's it. Nice one. All right, boys. Thanks for coming. All right, on. Matt. And go the power. Go the power.